Welcome to Not A Christian Podcast. It's not a Christian podcast. It's a podcast that just happens to be Christian. In this podcast, we tell stories, we talk about life, faith, and pretty much anything else you can imagine. Now let's jump into it. Welcome back to the show. It's Not a Christian Podcast, episode 76, right here on Friday, May the 27th. It's Memorial Day weekend, y'all. We finally made it. If you're a person who is in school or associated with school in some way, as a student or a teacher or whatever, happy summer. This is like the big kickoff for you. Uh, Glad you're here. Glad you chose to spend this weekend with Not a Christian Podcast. I hope you get to spend your, your day off or your whole weekend with some downtime. Uh, I, for one, I'm going to be hanging out with my family this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Whatever you have planned for this weekend, I hope you enjoy yourself. You know, I'm disappointed to report that I didn't have any Facebook Marketplace adventures this week. Well, I kind of did. I had, I've been selling a lot of stuff on, on Facebook Marketplace lately, just doing a little downsizing. And like I said last week, if <laughs> I really talk about this three weeks in a row, why not? Like I said last week, there were some people that were just like normal people and they showed up on time. They didn't try to barter. They were good at communicating. So I kindly told them like, Hey, this isn't, I need content. I need to talk about this on my podcast. So if you're not willing to be like a little bit weird or frustrating, then I'm not going to sell this to you. <laughs> No, that's not the way it went. I really do appreciate when people communicate well, um, but that is that is not a very common thing. It's very common for people to not be able to communicate well um, and to lead to frustrating things. I did have a guy that was coming to pick up something uh, for free, and then finally on the third time we arranged that he was going to come over and get it. He did. That's enough. That's, we're not talking about Facebook Marketplace again. It's time for one of your favorite segments on the show. I assume because the response is always really good. Maybe you hate it. I don't know. But this is another segment of Keep It or Can It where where I develop a theme. And this theme is things about the summer. So I posted these on social media a few days ago. I posted a poll. And if you like that thing, you choose to keep it. And if you dislike it, you can choose to can it. Get rid of it. We don't need it anymore so like i said these were summer related things let's go ahead and get into it the first item up for debate was public pools do you guys want to keep public pools or can them let me just say public pools have been a significant part of my life and and the main reason for that is because i i worked at a public pool for five summers and my gosh let me tell you they can be pretty gross. I think I think that's why it's it's kind of a hot topic. Uh, a lot of people uh, hate public pools. Uh, a lot of people think they're disgusting, and you're probably right. Uh, I worked at a public pool. Told stories about that on the show before. Uh, but also as a kid, I I wasn't afraid of a public pool. I guess I just didn't know any better. And gosh, I remember. Well, I don't remember the first time, but I remember just vaguely, you know, being a kid. And saying like, hey, I was getting out of the pool. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And somebody I was with was like, oh, just go in here. 
And I was like, wait, what? And, and something about me is like, I was not, I was not a rule breaking kid. I was terrified to, to get in trouble or do the wrong thing. Uh, but I remember that whoever I was with was like, yeah, you can just go in here. That's what I do. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy. Uh, I still, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever peed in the pool in my whole life. I always get out to use the bathroom, something about it. I just, I'm a man of principle, a man of integrity. I can't do it. But I know my friend I was with that day who shall remain nameless, mostly because I don't remember who it was. (laughs) People do it. And when I worked at the the pool, I knew I was, I had lost my innocence at that point as far as my perception of public pools goes. Um, (laughs) uh, But, but you know, when I was a kid, one of the best parts about like going on vacation was staying in a hotel and swimming in the pool. It could be the crappiest pool in the world, but there was something about swimming in a hotel pool that was amazing. And like I said, I was I was blind to all the things that could have been floating around in there. People's bodily fluids, band-aids, hair, dirt, you name bugs, you name it. You know, it, as an adult, I I very rarely get sick. I very rarely get a cold, a fever, strep throat, anything like that. And I think the reason is because my immune system is is so strong from swimming in public pools as a kid. You know, really really built up that immune system. So you you guys voted and 63% of you voted to keep public pools. You like the public pool and and I do too. I'm also voting to keep public pools. Next, we kind of swing to a different part of the swimming pendulum, swimming in lakes, okay? So lakes are are obviously different than pools. Lakes, the water, you can't really see through it most of the time, especially lakes here in Texas. It must be nice if you have a lake that you can like see through the water. I remember as a kid, we would go to the lake a lot and the I would always take my goggles for some reason, thinking like, oh, this time is going to be different. But, you know, you wear your goggles in the lake and you still can't see anything. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are, are scared of swimming in lakes because, well, first of all, they think they're, they're nasty because uh, there's like, you know, fish poop and turtles in there. Uh, and, you know, that's true to a degree, but, you know, it's nature. Uh, and a lot of people are scared of what is in the lake. And I kind of understand the fear of swimming in an ocean. Because there's actually stuff in the ocean that can hurt you. Like sharks and jellyfish. I've gotten stung by a jellyfish before. Not fun. But a lake is different. A lake, there's really nothing in there that's going to hurt you. In, in lakes where I'm from, at least. Lakes that I've swam in. I know some lakes might have alligators or something. But I'm not from a place that has that. I don't. I've never had to worry about that. So swimming in lakes, you guys voted, and 79% of you chose to keep it. So that's interesting. 79% of you chose to keep swimming in lakes, but only 63% chose to keep public pools. And honestly, honestly, I expected it. I expected it to be the other way around. Because usually people that say like public pools are nasty are the same people that say a lake was nasty. 
And a lot of people are scared of what lurks underneath the lake, what they can't see. So I, I thought less people would like a lake than a pool. But I was wrong for the first time ever on the show, so go figure. <laughs> uh, so you guys chose to keep swimming in lakes. I chose to keep swimming in lakes too. You know, with these first two that involve swimming, since I was a lifeguard for so long, it kind of ruined swimming for me. I like I'll I'll swim I'll do it I don't hate it but I don't particularly enjoy it and I think it's because I was just I was just around it for so long I had the opportunity to swim every single day and there was sometimes like a couple weeks would go by when I worked at the pool I wouldn't even get in I would just go do my shift sit on the stand go back in the office and and that was it that was it that's all I did next up we have hiking. And this is particularly summer hiking, you know, because the best hiking weather is like in the fall, even early winter, spring. I don't think anybody, even me, I'm a summer guy. We've established this before. Summer is my favorite season. I would much rather it be hot outside than cold outside. But I will admit, I will admit that hiking is better when it's a little cooler outside and not when it's 90 or 100 degrees outside. So hiking in the summer, I've done it extensively. My family grew, or I grew up in, with my family. We, we went to state parks all the time. We still do during the summer. And you have to take a lot of extra water when it's hot. You know, you, you have to maybe go at a slower pace or stop and take more breaks when it's hot. But, but hiking is still fun, even in the summer. Uh, you guys chose to keep hiking 81% of you, so even more emphatic than, than anything else we've had so far, 81% of you said to keep summer hiking. I'm also choosing to keep summer hiking. Like I said, it's not the best, but it's, it's better than not hiking at all. Next up, we have high school summer jobs. <laughs> and I, I realize this, this completely depends on what your high school summer job was. Your high school summer job very well could have been fun or it could have been miserable. Who knows? My high school summer job, like I mentioned earlier, was working at a swimming pool. And it had its highs and lows, let me tell you that. Uh, I think every, I did it for five summers and I think every summer I hated it just a little bit more. You know, early on it was... Me, I was 17 years old, and I had friends my own age that worked there. So, like, they were also, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old friends of mine that worked at the pool. The first summer I worked at the pool, Crazy Joe would come around and throw quarters and bouncy balls around. Uh, rewind a year in the podcast if you want to hear that story. Uh, it's it's a really good one. So if if So, my first year of working at the pool was the best. Years two and three, they were all right. Uh, years four and five, I hated them. And I became the villain of the Comanche City Pool. I was the one lifeguard that wouldn't let anybody get away with anything. Uh, so I would, I would blow my whistle at kids. I was kind of known as the strict lifeguard, and I was completely fine with that. I even had this trick that I did where, you know, when you're wearing your sunglasses, well, there are two tricks I did. When you're wearing your sunglasses, people can't tell where your eyes are. Uh, 
So if I saw a kid that was acting suspicious, like he was about to break a rule, we had a rule at our pool where you couldn't get out on the side. You had to use the ladder or the steps to get out. And, and the kids knew that. It wasn't like I was baiting kids into breaking the rules. The kids were there like every single day. And I would have my head turned to one side, but I, my eyes would be facing the other direction. Like I would be looking at them out of the corner of my eye and they would climb out and I would blow my whistle out and be like, get back in the pool and use the ladder. <laughs> but then I figured out, like I would take my sunglasses off and I would be like looking off, if I saw a kid off to the right that was looking suspicious, I would turn my head to the left, but I would hold my sunglasses in such a way I could use them as a mirror and see what was going on in the direction I wasn't looking. And that really threw the kids off. Like they were, they were amazed. You know, I just had my whistle in my mouth ready to go and I'd be facing the complete opposite direction. And as soon as they would start climbing out, I'd blow my whistle, snap my head around be like, Hey, use the ladder. <laughs> Something else I liked to do. Uh, I liked to go get Sonic drinks. Uh, during my breaks and then I you know because sonic ice is perfect for shooting out of the straw and so I just have my <laughs> I would have my drink up there and I would shoot ice at the kids out of the straw and like it hurts like if you've never had ice shot at you out of a straw it stings a little bit so so I would like shoot the kids and they would hit them in like the neck or the shoulder they'd be like ow like something is something stinging me <laughs> And uh, they never, they never caught on. They never knew it was me doing it. They thought it was like a bug in the pool. Um, so, so anyway, that was my high school summer job. Riveting stuff, exciting stuff. I know. But you guys chose to keep high school summer jobs. Sixty-nine percent of you uh, chose to keep them. And even though my my experience was a little mixed, even though there were some some rough times and some some bitterness towards lifeguarding for me. I chose to keep it as well. So, so far, you and I have kept everything. We haven't voted to can anything, but that's about to change. Also, I should mention, the one of the good things that came out of my time as a lifeguard <laughs> was that that's when I first, that's when I created social media stuff for the first time. I think I talked about this in episode one of Not a Christian Podcast, but I began making videos when I was a lifeguard. They were just on Instagram and Facebook, you know, just, just for my close followers, my, my friends. But I did things lifeguards never say and lifeguard confessions. They were short, like 15-second videos. Um, that was back when, like, Vine was popular and Instagram was trying to compete with that. So anyway, my creative endeavors started at Comanche City Pool as I would record myself saying stupid stuff. Next up, we have water balloon fights. Water balloon—I didn't have very many water balloon fights when I was a, a child, but I, I did participate in a few. And let me tell you how every how every water balloon fight went. You hear as a child that there's going to be a water balloon fight, and you think it's going to be the most epic thing that's ever existed that's ever happened you picture like you are storming the beaches of normandy and you are just pulling all these balloons out of nowhere hitting people with them uh you're getting hit with them but you don't care because it doesn't hurt but here's how here's how a water balloon fight actually always went 
there was typically like a laundry basket involved. For whatever reason, that is what water balloons are kept in, or a five-gallon bucket. So you, you run up to the laundry basket, you start grabbing balloons, and either, these balloons are either more fragile than my ego, <laughs> or they're as tough as a well-done steak. So what would happen is you would pick up like three or four water balloons and they would just pop in your hand, right? You didn't even have a chance to throw them. And sometimes you would rear back to throw and as soon as you like exerted any force on them, they would burst in your hand. Or what would happen, you never knew which was which, you would throw it with all the might that you had and it would nail somebody in the chest, but it wouldn't pop. It would like bounce off their chest and then bounce to the ground and then pop on the ground. That's what happened no matter what. There might have been one balloon in that entire laundry basket that actually busted on someone else. Right? So they either pop in your hand or they bounce off of somebody and pop on the ground. There was no in-between. No in-between whatsoever. And then, you know, you have a hundred water balloons, but if there's like eight or ten kids, those balloons disappear in like 15 seconds. So, so water balloon fights, they were always filled with promise, filled with wonder of what might could be, uh, but, but ultimately always ended in a disappointment. I don't remember one water balloon fight as a kid that I was like, man, that was worth it. That was fun. So for that reason, I personally am choosing to can water balloon fights. Uh, enough of the disappointment, enough of the sham that is a water balloon fight. But you guys chose to keep them. Pretty emphatically, I might add, 83% of you chose to keep water balloon fights. And that was the most emphatic keep vote of this whole thing. So, you guys liked water balloon fights. I do not like water balloon fights, but I guess we can agree to disagree on that one. Uh, water balloon fights always ended in disappointment for me. They were always a sham. Next up, we have the smell of sunscreen. And here, what, what I'm talking about, I should have clarified this. What I'm talking about is the lotion sunscreen. Uh, for As far as I'm concerned, spray sunscreen can just, can go rot. Spray sunscreen, I don't think it actually works. I think it's such a thin layer. It smells terrible. It's aerosol, so I'm pretty sure, you know, that the, the trendy thing is to hate aerosol. So I'm, I'm all with that. <laughs> But lotion sunscreen is prob probably my favorite smell of all time. It smells like a coconut and or like an artificial coconut. That's that's another thing is that I've never I don't think I've ever actually tasted just like a raw coconut. And I'm wondering if it's the same situation as like you know like a grape snow cone tastes nothing like an actual grape. Does a coconut snow cone taste anything like an actual coconut? Because growing up, coconut snow cones were my go-to. So I was like, oh yeah, I love coconuts. But I don't even know if that's what a coconut actually tastes like. And because of artificial flavoring, I have good reason to believe that that, that is not what an actual coconut tastes like. But I like to think it does. And I like to think that's what it smells like. So when I put sunscreen on, I like to think that I am putting just straight coconut all over myself. 
and it's it's a great smell. Only six. You guys chose to keep it. You guys chose to keep it, but only sixty-one percent of you said you wanted to keep it. I thought this would be like far and away the most. I thought it'd be like ninety-eight percent, ninety-seven percent like the smell of sunscreen want to keep it, but it turns out just a little over half, sixty-one percent of you want to keep the smell of sunscreen, and that that kind of that disappoints me, but that it is what it is, I guess, because it's my favorite smell. Love it. Love the smell of sunscreen, uh, but I guess you're free to your own opinion, even if it is wrong. So you guys, you guys chose to keep it, but not in, in a demanding fashion like I wanted it to be. Next up, we have picnics. Summer picnics. Here's what would always happen. Wind. Wind ruins everything. Wind is the worst. I hate it. I, you know, I've people like a variety of weather patterns, and I get that. Like I've expressed on the show, I'm a summer guy. I like summer. Other people say I hate summer. I like winter. Other people like fall. Other people like spring. Some people like rain. Some people like no rain. Some people like snow. Some people like no snow. No one likes wind. I've never heard anybody say like I love it. I love it when it's windy outside. It, no no one says that and no one actually believes that even if you say you do you don't no one likes wind wind ruins everything it seems like that's every picnic that's ever happened in my life it's been ruined by wind and then ants show up because you just you're you're there on the ground uh, when i was a kid we had pets too so our dogs and cats would always follow us and be all up in our faces while we were trying to have this picnic once again, it was one, just like a water balloon fight. It's one of those things where you pick, you have the, this pick, you have this picture in your head of here is how great and wonderful and glorious this is going to be, and then it just turns into a disaster. Your plates are blowing away. The ants are on your food. The cat is licking your Jello, eating your sandwich. You, it just. It never goes the way that you want it to. And then, oh, guess what? You placed your tablecloth down on a patch of stickers. So now those you're sitting on those. It's just, it never, it never fails to disappoint. Picnics never fail to disappoint. That's been my experience in picnics. But you guys, 85% of you, oh, so never mind. This is, this is the most emphatic keep. I was wrong earlier. 85% of you said to keep picnics, but I'm choosing to can picnics because because of the aforementioned reasons why I think every picnic I've ever been in, been a part of, has been disappointing. Next up, we have the smell of bug spray. And, and let me just tell you, I love bug spray. I hate mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes with every ounce of passion I have. I don't know if anybody like likes mosquitoes, but I feel like I hate them more than most people. If I have one mosquito on me, um, I'm looking for the bugs, bug spray. It's just, I, I hate it. I hate it. Can't stand it. Uh, but the smell of bug spray, it leaves a lot to be desired. It's not a good smell at all. So the smell of bug spray, it's not good. And it's one of those things, I always associate it also with kind of like humidity and being sweaty and it's just kind of gross. 
the whole the whole bug spray experience is just kind of gross love the utility of bug spray love the task that it accomplishes but i just can't get behind the smell of it but it is one of those smells that is synonymous with summer it is when i smell bug spray i think of you know being outside around sunset you know starting to get a campfire going and sweating sweating a lot (laughs) so so bugs so bug spray is definitely a a summer thing uh but 77 percent of you chose to can bug spray because it comes in a can i guess but also because you don't like the smell of bug spray and i'm also going to vote to can the smell of bug spray it's not good not pleasant at all let's go ahead and move on to the next one flip-flops flip-flops if you are unaware are a uh, a shoe <laughs> footwear okay who am i kidding everybody knows what a flip-flop is but flip-flops they have that little thing that goes between your toes i i can't get behind that i remember as a child i had a pair of flip-flops and i tried to wear them i really did but i just couldn't get over that thing in between the toes so i got a pair of like slide-on sandals which are far superior in my opinion and still my summer footwear of choice i'm in fact right this very second i'm wearing a pair of slides which are vastly different than flip-flops uh, they're more comfortable they don't have that thing between your toes and they're adjustable in size and i think they're easier to get off you know a flip-flop is very easy to get off but a slide is is even easier uh, so flip-flops with that thing that goes between your toes uh, nobody likes nobody likes it when other people wear flip-flops because they're flip-flopping all around you can hear it and nobody wants to hear that i don't enjoy that sound uh 68% of you chose to keep flip-flops, but I'm choosing to can them. Uh, I have chosen to can them in my personal life and and just do do slides instead. Next up, we have getting sunburnt. Getting sunburnt. Okay, so there's really not much good to say about getting sunburnt. Uh, first of all, it's it's first of all it's completely preventable. You can, because it's, here's, here's the other thing about it. It's like a double whammy. It's like, I don't, I put on sunscreen, which is the best smell in the entire world. I get to smell like a coconut all day and I don't get sunburnt. My skin doesn't have to hurt for like six days after I go out in the sun. You know, I remember last summer I went to Enchanted Rock a little solo camping trip spent like three nights there and what i remember about it was i put i put a lot of sunscreen on and but what happened i didn't take this into account i wore a i wore a hat you know keep the sun out my face working in tandem with the sunscreen but what i didn't realize was happening was that the sun since enchanted rock is just this giant granite dome that you walk around on with like no shade on top the sun was reflecting off of it onto my face and onto the part of my forehead that was not covered by the cap so i had this nasty terrible sunburn line straight across my forehead it was very noticeable uh so so getting sunburned especially when when you got those lines 
people can tell like, oh, this guy made a bad decision. It made me look irresponsible. Even though I put on sunscreen, I put on a hat, I took precautions, but I didn't take that into account. So, so sunburn is not only, like, not only is it painful, I think we all know that, but it's also embarrassing because it's like, oh, this guy spent too much time outside, didn't put on sunscreen. What a loser. What an idiot. <laughs> With a line across his forehead. And then, and then your skin peels and that looks nasty and your skin is just falling off in random places throughout the day. Uh, but, but the one thing, the one good positive thing I can say about sunburn is that a lot of times once you get a sunburn, like a really good sunburn in the summer, it's, it makes it a lot harder for you to burn later and it turns into a nice tan. I've always been a person that you know, at the beginning of the summers, I would I would burn, but then after that, it was it was hard for me to get sunburned. It was just kind of, it would kind of turn into a tan after that. So so that's good. In fact, when I was when I was a lifeguard, we're calling back to that a lot today. You know, we would sit under umbrellas sometimes on on our shift on our lifeguard stands, and when I was under that umbrella, my feet would stick out. So at the beginning of the summer my feet were were so sunburned but by the end of the summer my feet were the most tan part of my body because they were they were always in the sun even when i was under the umbrella my feet were not so so it was the exact opposite of a sock tan it was a shin tan you know or so it looked because my feet were were so tan and i kind of miss that i want that to happen again that was kind of cool but Anyway, getting sunburned, overall, it can turn into a tan, but overall, there's also like the risk of cancer, so I feel like you can't, you can't keep that. You can't say, I enjoy sunburn. Uh, so 87% of you chose to can sunburn, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I don't like sunburn either. Let's go ahead and can it. Next up, we have tubing in a river. This is where, you know, you get, you just get in a tube and you float down a river. And that's, that's about it. That's all it is. <laughs> this, this is kind of the same thing as, as water balloon fights and picnics to me. You have this grand expectation of here is what this tubing trip is going to look like. It's going to be so much fun. It's not, it's going to be cool. It's going to be refreshing. We're just going to sit on our tubes and float down the river for a couple hours. Uh, we're going to, there's going to be times where we're going fast down these rapids there's going to be times when we're just kind of going slow and chilling but what happens every single time is there's like this half mile stretch of it's like oh it's ankle deep here we can't float this so we, we have to get out of our tubes and carry them for half a mile so it seems to to get back into some deeper waters uh, you get stuck because sometimes there's like these places in rivers where it's like you'll just get stuck. The river overall is flowing, but this one section over here, for whatever reason, is not. So, so you can't, you just get stuck in this one portion of the river. Uh, somebody's tube always pops, so they have to like glom onto somebody else's tube and be a parasite the rest of the way. And and it's just, it's, it's hot, you know, because th I feel like why would you go to the river just to like float right above the river? You know, I want to be in there so I'm not getting super hot and sunburned. So so once again, tubing in a river to me 
it always just seems like this awesome thing that you're going to do, but it always ends in like, you know what? I could have, I could have done without this. I, I didn't have to do this. <laughs> um, but, but 86% of you chose to keep it. Uh, I'm choosing to can it because, uh, floating in a river on an inner tube isn't really something that appeals to me. Next up, we've got drinking from a water hose. This is this might be the most quintessential summer memory for me. Not just for me, but for other people out there too. Because drinking from the water hose is something that as an adult, I would hate it. I I've drank from a water hose as an adult and it tastes like rubber or plastic or whatever and usually there's like some water that's been sitting in the hose for like a week and that water is blazing hot and you don't realize it so you turn on the hose and put it up to your mouth and it burns your mouth and it tastes disgusting because it's like this nasty stagnant water that's been sitting in the hose but then you get to the cold water and it still tastes like plastic still tastes like rubber but when you're a kid and you're out there doing hard work all day in the summer heat there is nothing like turning on that hose and just knowing that it's just unlimited water water is going to keep on flowing out that hose as long as you have it held up to your mouth and it's it's it stands in stark contrast i remember in elementary school in pe we would we would be like running around doing stuff. Everybody would be out of breath and thirsty. And literally, like we would line up the water fountain. The, lip, the, the, the PE teacher would count us off three seconds. That's all you got at the water fountain. You got three seconds. You get up there, you say one, two, three, you're done. Move on, let the next person go. And that was, that was not cool. Like as a kid, I was like, man, I want more water than this. But now as an adult, I'm like, bro, you can't do that. You can't dehydrate children when you're making them do PE. Uh, so so in, a, in contrast to that, there was being at your own house during the summer when you were thirsty and you got to turn on that hose and you got to drink out of it as long as you wanted to. And there was there was this, that rubber plasticky taste, but even that was great back then because it was unique. It was different. And I know when, if I drink out of a hose today, I'm gonna taste that exact same flavor that I tasted when I was a kid. That green rubber flavor that can't be matched, cannot be duplicated. Drinking out of the water hose is possibly the most nostalgic thing that you can possibly do. Uh, so for that reason, I am choosing to keep it, keep drinking out of the hose, and 61% of you guys chose to keep it as well. Next up, we have smelling like chlorine after you get out of the pool. This is another one of those things that is just, it's quintessential childhood. Because you get out of the pool, you dry off, your hair is a little bit, you know, you're... you're your whole self smells like chlorine. It's like dried onto your skin at this point. Your hair is like, I don't, I wouldn't call it crusty, but I would call it like a little wiry. You can tell you've been in a pool. Um, 
but then like once everything dries you still have that chlorine smell and I should have included the smell of chlorine in this list because I love the smell of chlorine it's another one of my favorite smells and so to smell like it after swimming it's great I love it I used to love it as a kid I still love it now even though gosh I don't know the last time I swam in a pool was it's been a while but I love the smell of chlorine and I want to keep smelling like chlorine even after I get out of the water. I don't even care. Don't even care what anybody else thinks. They can think it's my cologne for all I care. <laughs> so I personally am choosing to keep chlorine and so are you guys. But y'all's vote was very close. It was a one vote difference. Uh, you guys voted 50.5 percent. So just over 50% chose to keep the smell of chlorine. That was the closest matchup of the day. Next up, we've got people posting screenshots of their weather app the first day that the temperature reaches 100 degrees. And that happened this year already, which is insane to me because usually it doesn't happen until like maybe late June, early July. But it has happened multiple times in May. It's gotten up to like, I've seen the screenshots on social media. I know who posts them. I've seen 105. I've seen 108 so far. And it's not even, we're not even out of May yet. So who knows what else the summer is going to bring. But, you know, everybody feels like they have to do it. We, we all have weather apps. You know, we all walk outside and think like, oh, it's hot out here. We don't need other people to post about it on social media. You're not unique. You're not in a special situation where only you are experiencing 100 degree temperatures. Just just stop. Just stop. I'm choosing to can it. Choosing to can people posting screenshots from their weather app the first day that it reaches 100 degrees. You guys also chose to can it. 79% of you said to can it as well. We don't need this in our lives. We don't need people posting these screenshots. We can just see for ourselves. So y'all are canning it. I'm canning it. Why are we still doing it? Why is it still happening? And the last one on the list for today is watermelon. The quintessential summer fruit. Uh, really, I think the thing that makes this the most summer fruit, most summer-like fruit is that summer is like the only time. It's the only time where you can get good watermelon. In the off season, in the off season, most of the time you can't even find it in the grocery store. But when you can, it's tasteless. It's bland. It's like this light pink color, and it's just not worth it. You can get a watermelon during the summer, and that's just about it. So, so it's a part of of everybody's summer celebration. I love watermelon. It's, it's another very nostalgic thing for me. Just takes you right back to childhood summers. And I know this sounds weird, but I know other people that have done it. If you put salt on a slice of watermelon, you know, you just, you just make it a little bit unhealthy. But man, it's good. It's good. I also feel like watermelon is the best flavor of a lot of things. Like Jolly Rancher, get out of the way, green apple, blue raspberry, cherry, I don't care. What you say, I don't care what your opinion is, the best Jolly Rancher flavor is by a mile watermelon. Watermelon is fantastic. Watermelon is, it's it's so good. And it's a giant fruit. Like it's it's such a novelty, right? It's, it's never boring. 
we used to have a goat. And if we had like leftover watermelon, we would give it to the goat and it was hilarious. He would eat like half a watermelon in like six seconds flat. It was incredible. Uh, so, so watermelon all around, just great memories for me. I love watermelon. I'm choosing to keep it. Uh, but you guys chose to keep it as well. 78% of you voted to keep watermelon. So I'm proud of you guys for that. So overall, you guys chose to keep 12 things and can three of them, which is very, very keep heavy today. You guys liked a lot of this stuff. And then the, but the ones that you did vote to can, smell of bug spray, getting sunburnt, and people posting screenshots of their weather app, uh, they were pretty emphatic that you guys did not like those things. Uh, but personally, I was a little harsher today. I chose to keep eight things and can seven of them. Uh, so interpret that how you will i guess you guys were just feeling a little more generous than me today feeling a little more like i don't know maybe more more embracing of summer of like hey here's what summer is here's the things that are associated with it and we're just going to embrace them all except for the really bad ones except for sunburn and people posting screenshots but anyway uh thanks for voting there were over 1300 votes cast across Facebook and Instagram on this poll. Uh, and if you liked it, if you liked this edition of Keep It or Can It, you know, there were just so many things that I was able to think of and so many things that you guys submitted to me about the summer, about whether you liked certain aspects or disliked certain aspects, that next week we're going to have part two of this. So Keep It or Can It Summer Edition Part 2. It's going to be exciting. going to be the exact same thing, except with different things like slip and slides and the smell of fresh cut grass and other things like that so be looking out for those polls over this next week and then next week on the show that's what we'll be going over so exciting stuff let's go ahead and transition to what's next hey guys i hope you enjoyed today's show hope you enjoyed the keep it or can it segment that went very long but it was fun. I enjoy doing it. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. But we've got a lot. We got a lot to a lot of housekeeping to do. So I've got some announcements here for the show. Um, okay, here we go. Summer series. I announced it last week. We're gonna go over Genesis creation, the beginning of all things. Uh, just like last summer we did a deep dive into eschatology end times, went over several different views of that. I told you what I thought about the rapture, about the end times, things like that. So that was super fun. We're going to do that again this summer, except we're going to be talking about Genesis creation, uh, the beginning of all things, new earth, old earth stuff. Maybe touch on evolution a little bit, but that's not necessarily the, the route I want to go. Uh, but just talking about how, how to interpret the book of Genesis and, and, and creation and things like that. So, so that is, I'm projecting that to start on July 8th. Now, I know that's a little later than our summer series began uh, last year, but that's what we're going to have to do this year because I've been, I've been very busy lately and I'm going to be very busy for the next few weeks. Um, and more on that to come, big announcement coming soon uh, about why I've been so busy. But that sh thing should settle down a little bit by the time we get to July, so I'll have time to do the reading and the research necessary and the planning necessary to, to kick that series off on July 8th. 
But you may be wondering, when is what is there going to be a summer tournament this year? I've teased it on social media. Yes, there's going to be a summer tournament this year. What kind of question is that? It wouldn't be not a Christian podcast without the periodic tournaments. Uh, so, so here we go. Brad, y'all ready? Y'all ready for the reveal? I'm going to do it right here. Right here on today's show, I'm telling you what the next tournament is going to be. So you're going to hear it. If you're listening in the first couple days after upload, you are going to hear it before anyone else. Last summer, you and I, we as the Not A Christian Podcast community, set out to determine what the best fast food item of all time was. It was it was a battle of giants. There were, there were upsets all around. We had things like chicken nuggets from McDonald's getting eliminated early on in the tournament. They were a heavy favorite to win it all. In the end, it came down to two Chick-fil-A items in the championship round. We had the Chick-fil-A original chicken sandwich versus Chick-fil-A waffle fries. And while I don't think that did justice to the fast food world, uh, that's the way the voting played out. And you guys voted the Chick-fil-A original chicken sandwich to be the greatest fast food item of all time. Well, we're kind of staying a little bit on theme this summer talking about food. Yes, this is another food tournament, so get your taste buds ready. Get ready to go out on the field to the grocery store, buy all these things, and and do your proper research before you fill out your bracket because this summer is the summer of snacks. We are going to determine once and for all what is the greatest pre-packaged store-bought snack of all time. This could be sweet, it could be salty, it could be savory, it could be bitter, it could be a variety of things. Chips, chocolate, meat-based, cheesy, whatever you want it to be, it can be in the tournament. So, we're determining the best pre-packaged snack food of all time. So, sorry, your grandma's chocolate oatmeal, no-bake cookies can't be in this tournament. Although, I know they're great. I'm not saying they aren't great, but it's got to be something that everybody has had or has had the opportunity to have. So, the bracket reveal. The bracket reveal is going to be June 12th. So, if you're listening to this, go ahead and send me what you think should be in the bracket. All things will be considered. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to do polls on social media, trying to ascertain from you what should be in the tournament. What's some underrated snack foods? What are some overrated snack foods? I'm going to reveal that bracket on June the 12th, and then you're going to be able to submit them to me throughout the rest of June because on July 1st, I'm going to make my bracketology episode where I tell you how I think the tournament is going to go. And then starting on July 5th, we will begin the voting process to determine the greatest snack food of all time. I hope you guys are excited about this. I'm excited about it. I can't wait. Uh, There's something about Not A Christian Podcast tournaments that they're just special to me. I I probably enjoy making a bracket more than anyone else, and I'm still trying to to chase down my first victory. And you know we've had so many people, so many storylines uh, in in not a Christian podcast brackets. Uh, most recently, Chad won. Chad is the not a Christian podcast March Madness worst Christian song edition champion, 
as he rode the coattails of I don't believe in evolution all the way to a championship and a $25 Amazon gift card. And and Chad, Chad at the beginning, he was the lovable underdog, right? He had been in so many tournaments. I think he's entered every single one of them, but never won. And, and quite frankly, he did bad in, in most of them. So he was the underdog that no one expected to win the whole thing. And he won the dang thing. So congrats to Chad on that. We're, you know, we're still talking about it. It was a legendary performance. We've had multiple people that have won a tournament or two tournaments and, and become a, a not a Christian podcast legend. And that's what is at stake. If you fill out the best bracket, you will win a $25 Amazon gift card and you will be a not a Christian podcast legend. And as always, anybody who submits a bracket that does better than my personal bracket will win a not a Christian podcast sticker. So don't be, don't mess around. The stakes are high and what you have to lose is low. Like at worst, you'll just, you'll just be talked about on the show as maybe having a terrible bracket, but that's okay. People have been there before and they've made a good recovery. So, so I'm super excited about this next tournament and I hope you're excited about it as well. It's about all the announcements I have. Be sure to tune in the next couple weeks to, to learn more about that. And, and like I said earlier, uh, exciting stuff for me is happening. So, so be here in the future. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Not a Christian Podcast. For now, that's all the evangelical filth I've got for you. That's a wrap and that's a frat snap. Next time, I promise I'll do just a little bit better. Later. Later.